Good morning. Hope you are all well. Friday already over a week done into lockdown two. We had um, Gainer in yesterday from the NHS and public health who came in to talk about diabetes with it being um, Diabetes Day on Saturday. A good chance to ask questions. So that was in our live Q&A in our seminar last night, which the days on the programme have an option to attend. They don't have to. It's just something there if the topic is of interest, if they want to ask questions. We busted loads of myths, went through things. And I just want to touch on now, like a bit of a recap in terms of a question that I come up a lot about what the best diet is or the best exercise to do for diabetes and how do I stop myself from getting it and, you know, a lot of this. And what I want to do first is just kind of go over what diabetes actually is because when you understand that, sometimes it's actually even more powerful to realise that what you're doing with your exercise, with your eating habits, can have such a significant impact on what's going on inside, around your organs, around your health, your metabolism. So I, if you're listening in on a podcast, you will miss my horrendous drawing. But if you're on YouTube or Facebook now, if you're coming in, give me a hello, then you'll be able to see my, my drawing. So it is easier when I draw this. So bear with me. So this is, uh, we'll call him Matt. Matt's got a smile on his face. He's got, he's got an apple. That's an apple. Okay. The kids, the kids still say I'm good at drawing. So, so Matt's about to eat an apple. He's a stick man. He, this is him. So he eats the apple, the food. This is, this is inside the body here. And this is Matt on the outside. Hang on. Lockdown hair. And then, we come down here, so the food gets starts a digestion in the mouth. And that's why we should chew slowly, because we actually have an enzyme called amylase. Amylase actually breaks down the starch and sugar in our mouth, okay? Then it goes into our stomach, where obviously it's digested a bit more. Then it goes to our small intestine and it, into the bloodstream. When it's in the bloodstream, this means we have sugar in the bloodstream. This sends a signal to our pancreas. So if this is your pancreas here and then your pancreas says right your blood sugar levels are now higher we need to secrete insulin which is a bit like a key okay so it's a bit like a key that's this is my key so it's a bit like a key that's a key and this opens the door to your cells so this could be like a muscle cell which is a big storage of sugar so remember the more storage you have the more storage you have, the more space you have for sugar, essentially, or glucose. Plus, the more you exercise, that's like pulling a plug of a bath. So say you've got a bath and it's filled up there. If you exercise, you're draining the bath and all of a sudden now, you've only got that much in there. And it's less likely to overflow and the overflow is going to cause the issue. So, in terms of fat storage, in terms of insulin resistance. So what happens here is the sugar levels are now higher. Your pancreas says secrete insulin. That's the key to the door. However, the door lock is all rusty. So you need WD-40. However, this could be come in the form of exercise. This could come in the form of fat loss. Or it could come in the form of medication. Now, what this does is it lubricates the locks and allows the keys to actually work. Because what happens here in this situation when the rusty locks 
aren't working because of the keys aren't working because of the rusty locks is your pancreas just keeps going well the blood sugar levels are still high so i'm going to make more keys so it makes more keys it makes more keys and after a long day after a long day what happens you feel tired and this is what happens with the pancreas after a long day it starts to feel tired and over a period of time this is when the pancreas can actually start to work less efficiently and then we may be leading on to whether that's more medication or diabetes getting a bit more complicated now this is an issue then here this is the majority of the cases with insulin resistance and like i said you just need to think what's in my what's my wd-40 here because if you keep blood sugar levels high you're at risk of a lot of things whether that's heart disease whether that's uh, slow more infections slow wound healing compromised immune system i could go on pretty much increase your risk of everything so if you consider that you've now got to consider and look at okay what's my wd-40 well we know that there's that low calorie diet that's come up recently now yes that works for some people and that does seem to be have a significant impact however you need to make sure if you're doing that you're one speaking to a healthcare professional two making sure that you've got the support in place because know that in the research study, they had like literally a dietitian with them, personally working with them. They had someone supporting them all the way through this. And like I always say, one, the number one thing that when you look at who gets results and who doesn't is regardless of the diet they do, is actually often the level of support they have. And that's a factor that isn't often looked at in studies when they're comparing diets, like across studies. Because you often go, oh yeah, that diet worked better than that diet. But what support did they get? Did they just get a leaflet? Did they just get a one-to-one and go see you later? Or were they checked in? How's the diet going? And so what we do with, with our work. So you've got to consider the level of support. Then you've got exercise independent of weight loss. This is the powerful thing. Independent of weight loss. Independent of weight loss. You are oiling the locks to get sugar and energy into your cells, which guess what? Just so happen to make you feel better because you're now getting energy to where it needs to go rather than the energy isn't getting to the cells and the muscle that you need to, to get to to feel better you might then just feel a bit sluggish you might feel dehydrated more tired these are kind of symptoms of the whole process now what exercise is seeming to do there is independent of a hormone in your body independent of an organ creating an hormone to help you do this it does it for you it almost gives your pancreas a day off like you know not a day off but see you later have a break and your body metabolically is getting healthier not to mention we're using up energy so we're draining the storage of sugar in our cells less likely to overflow less insulin resistance and so on and so forth it just shows the power of exercise now now then you consider the mental health benefits and and that brings me on to the next one which is point i wanted to bring on is about the diabetes diet. Now, given that, there is no one diabetes diet, okay? It, the same principles apply. The same principles apply in terms of fat loss and exercise will improve over time, no matter how you do it, your blood sugar levels and weight, essentially. However, however, I do want to say that there's different mechanisms to achieve that, and no one is right or wrong. So the way I describe it is a calorie deficit a calorie deficit is the principle, okay? Now, there's loads of tactics to achieve this, okay? So that could be Weight Watchers, that could be Slimming World, it could be counting calories, it could be fasting, 
It could be, wait for it, and this one works for a lot of people, having three meals a day with protein at each meal. It could be having a one, one rule where, you know, if your only problem is binging in the evening, it could be your one rule is that you have three meals a day so you nourish your body and you have one snack that you plan in. Whatever. Whatever you go with in here. It could be 5-2. These are all tactics to meet the principle. Whatever they say, whatever reasons they say, oh, it's because of this, it's because of this, the research is very clear that this is the key thing, the calorie deficit. So whatever you do to hit this is going to make... Morning, Sue, is going to be the one that you can stick to, the one that you feel the most confident doing, the one that fits your lifestyle. And I had a chat with someone yesterday about this. They said, I'm losing weight nice and steadily at the moment. What happens in a month's time if it slows down? Do I go in harder? And this is where that support comes in. And we said, no, we'll have a one-to-one in a month's time. It might be that, look, it's heading to Christmas. We have a period of maintenance where we see if you can actually eat more and maintain the weight you've lost so far so that you can come back in in January with a mental break from dieting. It's not really dieting. She's not finding it hard, but a mental break just from it. Not that she's feeling on all the time. Like this is about stages and actually maintenance is integral to your results because let's face it, most people say, oh, I just want to lose weight. But then when you go into it, it's like, I actually want to lose weight in a sustainable way. I've lost weight before. I don't want it to yo-yo diet again and again. So this is where a bit more of a strategy comes in. And then we're like, actually, yeah, over Christmas then, let's aim to maintain. Because let's face it, most people put on around, the average is around 10 pounds. Might be different this year. Could be worse or or not. So given that, let's go for a maintenance period of there. Then you're, you've kept it off, which is key. And now you're refreshed and ready to go again in January. So given... Given that, there is no one diabetes diet. They all work on the same principle. You may find that a lower carb diet keeps you fuller. A higher protein keeps you fuller. Having more steady meals keeps you fuller. That's where you've got to do that trial and error. And that's where it depends on you, your lifestyle, family circumstances. So much more than just, you know, a cookie cutter. This is the plan. You know, and that's what we do in the one-to-one in our Kickstart program. Now, one last thing. I just wanted to show you this article. Really interesting. Um, based on this, you know, with Gaynor actually touched, uh, Melanie touched on this from Public Health the other day. She talked about um, diabetes and I think it's 11%, 11% of the NHS budget at the moment is spent on diabetes, which is just far too high. You know, we talk about saving the NHS. And it's really interesting that when you look at countries, I know there's a correlation here, countries with lower obesity rates are the ones keeping the gyms open which is really interesting. When you look at what they found was highest rates in UK, you know, 26.4%, obesity rate, Czech, Ireland, they've closed the gyms. And countries like um, Switzerland, Denmark, Austria, Netherlands have kept their gyms open. And they've said things like they would remain open because exercise is too important. Morning, Giovanna. Too important to the physical and mental health of people. And it's just really interesting that it kind of, I guess, looks at and hints at our feelings towards it, the strategy towards it. And it's worth looking at in terms of, if you think about what I've just said, in terms of how powerful exercise can be. I know we can go, we can exercise outside. We're doing one-to-ones outside. We have to adapt. We have to do what's right. They have different cultures in different places, you know, how people socialize, you know, it's 
it's a lot more complicated than that. You know, there's a lot of things into it, but it goes to show that just how important exercise is and people's attitude towards it, especially when you consider how powerful it is with regards to my diagram at the start. If you didn't see it, um, you can rewatch with regards to the, like it WD 40 on your cells to give you more energy and get the glucose where it needs to go. So you're, you've got the energy that you need to actually feel more motivated and do the things that you know you need to do. Not to mention giving your organs a rest, removing fat from around your organs there. So things metabolically are working better. So I hope that helps. That was a whistle top tour. Is that the word? Whistle stop tour. You get what I mean. So any questions, as always, let me know on that. Um, we have a few guests lined up for the podcast coming on, including Anna. Anna's been on our program for three months. She's going to be talking about um, her experiences on the program, what she's found worked, what hasn't worked, what she's applied, what she hasn't applied, and how she's used the toolbox to fit her lifestyle around lockdown, so on and so forth. Have a lovely day. I'm off now for our morning workouts. We've got a quiz workout this morning, which if some of the ladies watch this, they may have got some answers. Anyway, I'll love you and leave you. Take care. And if you do want more information about our 28-day kickstart program that, ha- that starts after lockdown, so it's our post-lockdown program that starts on the 3rd of December in Devizes or Marlborough, or you can do everything from home, just send me a message. I'll get you the details. Have a lovely Friday and speak soon. Take care.